0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father and I scared That was totally
1: wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! Oh. And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today I am joined by independent filmmaker and author, Joelle Bettencourt. Welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you, Josh. Thanks for uh, having me.
1: Absolutely. Now you have a movie out that's on Amazon Prime called Always a Grind. What are we doing with our lives? You work at Death's Diner where everyone thinks it's the 1920s and tips accordingly. My own boss doesn't even know who I am. Now listen, calm down. Bob, it's Mike. And Steven, after today's story, do you really know when the last time you knew what dignity was? Cut. What? How was I supposed to know she was a man?
0: I can't keep waiting tables making 15% of a coupon.
1: Can a job get any more degrading than that? What's up, bro? You need your bum bleached? We have a special going on.
0: So, what do you say? Tiny, get this guy out of here. Oh, first off, who's Tiny? I'm so sorry, it was a a compliment. You look really great. You are strong. Ow, is that your cell phone?
1: Oh no, no 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 wait 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 no no, no. And <laughs> <laughs> take you didn't have any luck yourself?
0: No, no not at all
1: I got, I got a coral-colored room.
0: No, see, because I've been at the beach, I've seen coral like up close. This is not coral. Oh, that's not real coral that you've been looking at. No, 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 this, no. Is, this, this is This is what like coral a looks like.
1: Bubblegum pink. No, pink? pink. What are you crazy? No, no, There's yet. no pink in this entire house. No, no. no this, this is, is Bubblegum pink.
0: It's like whenever you go to like one of those like machines where you put a quarter no, in. No, it's it, like it puts out this this room.
1: So why don't you tell us a little bit about Always a Grind?
0: Well, it's uh. It's a little bit of a, an outrageous comedy. It's three uh, desperate friends are kind of fed up with their job and uh, they decide to try to make a porn and everything goes horribly wrong from there. So,
1: <laughs> I think that's the best way to keep get it because that, that gets you into the story and doesn't give yeah. away anything.
0: No. <laughs>
1: that was, I don't want to say a problem, but I have a problem personally with spoilers mm-hmm. and the description on Amazon gives away a certain part that goes wrong and and it happens you know probably about halfway through yeah you know with what the, the issue is and I was like oh, yeah. I wish you just said they had to make the porn and left it there and not actually said that because it kind of uh-huh. took away knowing it was coming at some point. So yeah. I like your description we'll
0: just stick with that. Okay. So
1: this is obviously a very small feature about how much did this cost? I'm just curious
0: uh we spent about roughly like six thousand dollars Uh, on the uh, feature but here's the tricky thing it was we i spent about five thousand on the gear and only about a grand to actually make the movie
1: so So so, the gear was what was expensive
0: yeah the gear was expensive yeah so um but everything else just kind of you know fell into place It it was kind of neat you know
1: okay is this like some friends of yours or
0: there are a few friends that are in it but there are you know different actors around in a community in, uh, you know, West Palm beach, Florida, the three main leads all have huge backgrounds in theater. Uh, they all did improv Donovan, uh, I know has been doing it for, I don't know how long. And he, I know he's in Chicago now doing improv and and comedy. And I know Jim, the other lead, he's, he was part of an improv troop for a little bit. Melissa, I know she's done improv, but I'm not 100% sure, like, how, how long ago it was or whatever, you know, for what extent. But, you know, they all have, uh, there, there's several people in there that actually have a decent background in, in th- uh, theater.
1: And I'm always curious with smaller features like this, like, is this something you shot over
0: weekends? Like, or did you just have a straight shooting schedule? Uh, this was madness, man. Um, this took, I think, like, four years. It, it's if if you want to see Murphy Murphy's Law, like in full, you know, effect. Try to make a feature. Everything is going to go horribly wrong, all the time. We had the first female lead. We had we shot twenty percent of the movie and she dropped. Oh, just Ouch. quit, gone. And I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> right. all three leads totaled their cars. Now, 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 not not because they were in the movie. They weren't doing anything, something like that. Just like day-to-day driving, all three leads totaled their cars. One of them didn't even drive. Melissa oh. at the time did not drive. She was in her brother's car, and they wrecked it, right? Wow. And, uh, <laughs> well, here's the crazy thing. We shot one, one big scene, uh, I think the first scene when they're in the bar, right? The very first time they're in the bar, right? And like a week or two later, Melissa calls or she sends me a text. She's like, Hey, what are we going to do about my face? Right. And I'm like, did, were the guys like, you know, razzing her because she looks young. Like I don't understand what you mean your <laughs> face. Right. She sends me a photo of her and the ER. She has a hole like right over her eyebrow. Like, like it looked like someone shot her and just blood streaming down her face.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and I'm trying to be cool about it. And I'm like, oh Melissa, I hope you're okay. You know, um, you know, please, you know, take whatever time you need, just just please tell me you're all right. She's like, Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how are we gonna shoot? You know, she has a hole, you know, in her face. We've already <laughs> shot, like, like, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, all right, dude, don't panic. I'm sure they're gonna stitch her up, everything will be fine. So I'm like, so did they, you know, did they already, you know, stitch you up? What's going on? And she, uh, she's like, oh yeah. And she sends me another photo. And I kid you not. She had like this L shape with stitches going over her brow. And it, to me, it looked worse. And I'm like, oh my God, no, no. You know, um, don't take it out.
1: I just want the hole in
0: there. (laughs) It leaves a hole in there. Oh my gosh. But yeah, luckily like we had to wait, um, I don't know how many months for her to heal and you don't even see anything now, you know? But yeah, there was always like one thing after another after another. So it, it took a while. It took a while. But uh you know, finally, finally got done.
1: <laughs> Definitely sounds like an experience. I I can say for sure, like I love talking about movies, but I've honestly I have never had any desire to actually make a movie. In. No.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I you're, really you're,
1: I really haven't. So no,
0: you you're a smart man. <laughs> you are a smart man.
1: <laughs> I love talking and discussing uh the making. Not so much. I, I'm sure I'd help out some friends because I got some friends that have made some short films as well. They yeah. haven't gotten to a feature or anything, but uh, for me, no, no. Okay.
0: So <laughs> and
1: and this is available on Amazon Prime, right? Like if you yeah. have Prime, it's included. So
0: yeah. Uh, you should, also, you you can rent it through Amazon. It's free for Prime members right now. Okay. And you can rent it or purchase it if if you don't have you know a Prime account. You know you could still get it through Amazon now.
1: Okay. Do you have anything else coming up or that, that, that may be on there? Who knows?
0: Uh, um, I have been working on another script, but, you know, uh, well, we just got to give it a little bit more time and, and, and see what happens. I think I have roughly like two or three more scenes left to write, And then, you know, hopefully when things return to normal, we can we can start working on something else, you know?
1: All right. It sounds good. So with that, we'll move on to tonight's main event all right we're coming up to from 2004 michael mann's collateral
0: collateral the dvd you just keep breathing what the hell it started like any other night i
1: got five stops to make you drive a cab you might make it through the night from director michael mann
0: he's already killed witnesses he's coming to kill you i'm not playing tom cruise I'm being on. On the jimmy fox we're in this together Lateral, the dvd by it rated r
1: now when did you first see this film
0: i actually saw it in 2004 in the theater i oh, think wow. i don't okay. it, i don't i don't know if it was like opening weekend whatever i'm a huge michael man uh fan you know loved heat you know i think heat is like the 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 best guy drama out there you know so uh i don't know i, I, I had to see it as soon as it came out
1: okay and about how long? Because like when I asked you, I asked, I always ask people to send the top three, and you sent collateral, and I can't even remember the next two. And you're like, collateral is going to get the best answers if you can do it. So this is okay. obviously your number one. So I want to, yeah. I just want to know when and what makes collateral your number one. Like, what do you love so much about it?
0: All right. So I mean, first of all, the performances were amazing, right? You know, it's it's it, it's it's a great cast. Um, of course, it's Michael Mann. I mean, how can you go wrong with Michael Mann? Right. Right. Um, the script, I think, is incredible. This is the part and I had to do some real soul searching for this. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, like, which, which is my favorite film? And I had to just search and search and just think and think because, you know, it's, it's hard to just narrow it down to one. And this is this is going to sound a little crazy. But the reason I like Collateral so much as my number one is because basically in, in the film, Tom Cruise's character Vincent, right? Uh, he's a hitman that, that kind of kidnaps uh, a cabbie named Max, you know, played by Jamie Foxx and forces him to kind of, you know, chauffeur, chauffeur him around LA while he commits these hits and stuff. You know, the reason I like the film so much is basically to me, Vincent, Tom Cruise's character is actually Max's shadow, right? So if you think of like Carl Jung and, and uh, the archetypes and stuff like that, this shadow figure is, is basically uh, with Carl Jung, you, you kind of have to integrate certain parts of your personality. And the shadow is usually the, the dark parts of who we are. And a lot of times in society, we kind of push those things aside. You know, we hide them, all that, you know. But uh, in this film, uh, Max has to basically learn from the shadow figure. He has to learn from Tom Cruise. And a sense later on, sort of become, become that character. Because if not, like, his life is never going to change. If you, if you really think about, like, what goes on in that film, you know, in the very opening, uh, first few minutes or whatever, he, he meets this amazing uh, woman, this lawyer named Annie, okay? And they have this great, you know, talk, you know, driving through L.A. It's obviously, uh, it's obviously connected. It's obvious that she likes him. And, you know, at the very end of that little drive, she goes to leave. And she closes the door and instantly... Just he's filled with regret. Yep. He didn't have the courage to say anything to her. He didn't have the courage to ask for a number, none of nothing like that. Right. And what does she do? She kind of runs back and gives, you know, him her number and kind of changes things. But, you know, when we discover, as we we listen to Max talk more and more about his life and and what's going on, he's, you know, he's a cabbie that has this dream about opening this limo service, right? But you know, he tells people, oh no, he's driving a cab, it's part time. He's been doing it 12 years. It's not hard. It.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's going to die driving this cat. That's the way it is. Yep. One day he's yep. going to have a heart attack, die, and his dream, you know, gone. Before he meets Vincent, he never had the courage to open, you know, the, this this limo service that he wanted to do. Guaranteed he didn't have the courage to call Annie. If he didn't meet Vincent, he would have never called. Her. Nope. Right. I agree. So it's actually throughout this film that he has to become like vincent you know at first he starts learning from vincent you know vincent makes him you know um tell his boss off you know he's like no but i need this job and and, you know vincent's like no you don't so he he curses his boss out you know because he has a damn gun to his head you know uh when they go see uh max's mother in the hospital she makes a joke about, oh, you got to put a gun to his head to make him do anything. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what Tom Cruise has done, right? It's what what right. Is it's done. literally
1: happened at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and but there's there's certain key moments that if you you know watch and all that that really show like this this guy isn't a true antagonist. He's not there to kill Max. He's there to kind of teach him to kind of make him become a better man. And so uh, one. There's that point in the hospital where, you know, the, his mother says, oh, you must be one of his important clients. And Vincent says, no, I consider myself his friend, you know, more of a friend. So that's one shortly after that, if you remember, he grabs, I don't, can we give away a few things in the movie? Is it do spoilers? Like, what do you want Uh, me to do? I mean, I like
1: to keep it kind of spoiler free. I'm hoping to introduce the movie to some. So, okay. Okay. Which actually leads me to the next part. You already did a synopsis, so I didn't have to you set that up a okay. lot. <laughs> right. Okay. Without giving away the ending.
0: Okay. It,
1: this is gonna be difficult.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: I want you to tell us what you would want to see in a sequel. Because like you said, Vincent has basically kind of become Max's mentor in a way. We won't give yeah. away the actual ending. No, yeah, okay what you would want Uh, to see as best you can describe it without saying i mean people uh, might figure it
0: out in a sequel you know i there are certain films that i i think don't work you know that like they can never have sequels. you know what i mean as soon as you put a sequel to the you know and a certain movie you're like what a piece of garbage you know it's (laughs) it's instantly as soon as you make this a sequel it's dead it's gone no you know I don't know. I, it's it's such a tough one in terms of like the sequel aspect that I that I don't know how to, you know, how you would go about creating that. Uh, you know, I think it'd be cliche to keep following you know Max around and and see how his life has changed. I think that you know, I don't know. So it's 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 a tough one to to kind of see. You know,
1: I agree, and I don't think it would necessarily be the most interesting thing, but I think. Yeah. After this night of events, you see that Max has changed. And maybe this is what pushes him to go get his limos and you get to see expensive clientele. But like I said, it's it's not the same. You're not – I don't know. And I guess eventually with his new clientele of limos, he ends up running into some kind of similar situation. Yeah. And the only yeah. way they do it. And then you're like, oh, they're doing it again. And then you're yeah. kind of like, oh. But yeah, I agree. Se- I agree. Sequels, to- we don't need sequels to everything. We, no, we no. There are some movies that are standalone, and when they get a sequel, it almost diminishes the original. You kind of have to block yeah. that out that you can yeah. just appreciate the original.
0: <laughs> no, no,
1: so That being said, we will do this. We are in the land of remakes. We get them all the time. This movie okay. 17 years old. Yeah. But who are you putting in these roles? Because, I mean, we got to replace Vincent. We got to replace Max. I mean, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx are amazing. Yeah. And I think even probably that was Jada Pinkett, right? As yeah. Annie. Yep. Okay. I mm-hmm. want to make sure I had that right.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Like if we remade this movie somehow now or any other point, you know, because like in my mind, I thought about almost like in any other point because I don't I honestly don't know like what current actors I'd want to see playing these roles i can give you some older ones if that's okay i'll take it let's hear that okay so all right the first one is is i would love to see mark ruffalo although he's in this movie i love to see him play the part of max okay Mm -hmm. and the reason is ruffalo has played certain roles where he there's like a, a certain type of uh almost like a broken man quality that i've seen him like just kill in in, in certain movies, you know, this 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 thought of it the other day and then it just slipped my mind. But it did there's a certain aspect of this, I want to say sort of like a weakness, you know, like an insecurity, something like that, where I've seen certain roles where he 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 kind of you can tell that, you know, this his life has been destroyed and whatever you know role he was playing. And I think it would be a a better part for, you know, to, to, to push max that way, because although, you know, Jamie Foxx did a great job with it. I mean, there's still a certain amount of confidence that Jamie Foxx himself has that, that, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know how you completely strip that away where Mark Ruffalo, I've seen stuff where, yeah, that, that works, you know, best film right now that I'm thinking about that. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen begin again, where he plays like this broken down record uh, producer. No, and yeah, uh, you know, he's completely disheveled. He's I think an alcoholic. He's just lost, you know, off in another world. And he just plays the part so well. And and I think it would be great to see that with Max. Okay. Uh-huh. Now. The other part then actually then has to be Vincent, right? So who would we cast as Vincent? And of course, you can go through a whole string of like every single action hero out there, right?
1: And, and just and to I, be obvious, I, I really believe Tom Cruise could still pull this off now. But oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I want to get yeah. someone different.
0: Though. All right. Now I thought about it. I'm like, you know, what could be? You know, like Javier Bardem would be amazing. You know, even though he he's in this movie, that'd be amazing. Uh, Bigo Mortensen, amazing. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of people that would play. But I try to do like some really thinking, like, you know, just try to like search and see what would I want to see that that I think you could do something different, right? And this is nuts, but Anthony Hopkins. Really? Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I didn't see that one coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, the physicality, okay, you'd have to get really creative somehow. But for that back and forth, I mean, just think about, you know, Hopkins and Silence of the Lamps. I mean, uh-huh. I'm wearing a solid shirt. There you go. There you go. Exactly. That's my number one, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, that's that's up there for me too. It's up there for me too. But if you you think of like those scenes where he's just sitting there, just just standing still, and he terrorizes you, you know, he's not moving, but yet he's one of the scariest things on screen, right?
1: Yeah, I, I agreed. Yeah.
0: I and I, agree. I would just love to see what he could do with a character like this. That's that's how I, you know, see it, you know.
1: OK, you have anybody for Annie? Just I mean, I know it's not a huge role, but it is kind of yeah. an
0: important role. I know, just top of my head. Uh, I don't know. I have a thing for, like guess, Lisa Tomei. Um, that might be kind of fun to, to see. Although, but I, I liked the, you know, her in, in this role as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's off top of my head. That's who I would maybe throw in there
1: what I want you to do now is to give that final pitch for someone who hasn't seen collateral and just the final pitch of why they should, why they should just take that step and watch it.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I'll start it off by saying, cause I love to do, I'm on letterbox. I love to do letterbox reviews and I'll just say silver haired Cruz is my favorite Cruise. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I love him in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the best reason to watch this movie is it's an, you know, it's an action thriller, but there's so many layers to it that if you really think about it, it stays with you for years and years and years, because to me, it's not your typical, you know, hero versus, you know, the the, the, the antagonist, because this antagonist is actually trying to build and create a better max, a better hero. And it's actually a part of like, you know, when you think of, you know, Jungian psychology, that's something that you know Carl Jung would say you'd want to incorporate certain aspects of this dark element into who you are to make you better you know and this is like the prime example of it you know yeah um so i don't know i, I think it's 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 a film i've never seen anybody take on like a shadow figure like that and and, and really just you know throw it in there. and there's so much other stuff in there that i don't want to give any any stuff away but there's a great deal of symbolism just there's just incredible stuff in there so i I think it's 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 almost like a thinking man's action flick
1: all right i like it i think that's gonna wrap this one up why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online
0: oh my gosh i forgot what my twitter handle is uh (laughs) (laughs) i think it's it's a joelle bettencourt seven something like that uh i i completely forgot Easiest things is actually, you know, find the uh, the movie on uh, Always a Grind on Amazon. You can um, do it that way. But uh, I think it's Joel Bentoncourt 7 if I'm not mistaken, on on Twitter. Either I apologize. way, it's his
1: name, so just look it up. Joel, okay. just for everyone out there, spelled like Joel. So. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can follow the show. We're at YNF movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back next week as I'll have a new movie and a new guest. And who knows, that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.